This is Ben Rock, director of Alien Raiders, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. From the mind of a tiny onion, there's a monster in the closet. It's Thinking Outside the Long Box. Let's talk about what the fuck happens in this comic book. <laughs> The onion. <laughs> yeah, that's production company. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, we're talking about a comic book. Yeah. It's on issue three. I don't know anything about this comic book. There are only three. It's total. Yeah, the last one came out the third, I think, or something like that. Um, and we have I would a assume rand. last <laughs> last new comic book yes. day. I brought a random giveaway for this too. Oh shit! Right, we're giving shit away. Yeah, it's the closet number one number. It's a variant cover by uh, Zoo Orzo, number 447 out of 500. Oh, that's cool. So it is a virgin comic. Oh, shit. Or it's a virgin cover. Oh, I was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I dig that. So we'll... We'll post it up. Yeah, I don't we'll, know how we'll give it away, but yeah. We'll probably just do some a little, like, survey or something. I'm in. So people's favorite somebody's comic people's book. favorite tiny onion comic or something <laughs> um so uh, it's uh the closet there's three uh three issues out right now written by james tinyan uh, that's all that's coming out i think oh it's, really it's like a little three i mean they left it open i guess for like um there are there if you've read the comic there could totally be more like he could keep going i i didn't uh, think I that there was a conclusion that didn't feel like a conclusion to me i think that I definitely read the three comic books. Yeah, I felt I like it was going to be like, an ongoing. Right into the conclusion. But from no. what I've heard, there's only three. Huh. So. It does. I mean, the, so this page that I'm looking at from Image Comics, it says the closet one of three. But I don't know if that's because only three have come out. Um, but. Yeah, from what I've what I've read, like, there's only supposed to be three. Um, like you could do the closet, like part Dukes. I don't know. Huh. Well, the, so it's written by James Tinian. Uh, art. <clears throat> the art is done by Gavin Fullerton. Um, he did cover A. Cover B was done by Michael Oming. And cover C was done by Declan Shalvey. Um, it's a tale of existential familiar horror by James Tinian, the department of, who does the Department of Truth, Razorblades, <clears throat> and Gavin Fullerton, who does Bog Bodies and Bags. Tom is moving cross-country with his family and dragging the past along with him. His son, Jamie, is seeing monsters in the bedroom closet and will not let them go. So I'm kind of disappointed if there if there's only three like it it feels completely incomplete. So to me the, the I guess we just jump right into the yeah. ending. I feel like at the end the kid is just like willingly walking into the closet like he's just over it. He's being drugged into there though. You think you think that's like a you, No, you, the end just happens with him like standing in front of the closet and like the monster's claws like coming out. That's like the, the end of the third book. The end of the second book he's getting like drug away. Yes, you're right. You're right. Hey, the most jarring thing about this comic is the, like the jumping, because at the beginning of each issue, I felt like I missed something. <laughs> I don't know if that happened to you. I got through issue one, and then issue two starts, and like all of the conflict from issue one has been like completely skipped over, and they're in a different part. Yeah, he's outside smoking. I think is where that one begins, right? 
No, they shoot oh, you. Oh, no. He's, starts the, with he's him and his friend. They're house. in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yelled at his son yeah. or something. He's apologizing. Because like, issue one ends with like him and his wife are arguing. Right. And then issue two just starts with them in the car, and the wife's not there. Right. And they're I was on just, their way to the uncle's house. Yeah, it was like, I was trying to think. I was like, did the wife get like... Did the aliens like erase the wife? <laughs> is it, like, what the fuck happened? Like, is there like pages missing from my comic book? Um, and then you kind of get that it's just like it just kind of jumped, right? Because you don't get that relevant. story until later, yeah. until he's talking to the uncle in the around yeah. the fire pit. And then the end of the second movie, like the kids getting dragged off like by the alien, where it's like, oh fuck, like this thing's like actually taking the child. Right. And then like it just jumps to him like in the fucking parking lot smoking a cigarette at a uh, motel, and you're like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> like, With an old man, yeah, I was like, like, hey, why didn't you ask me about my cancer, dick? Yeah, which that didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> And I was like, is the kid dead? Like, what's going on? Like, did they erase the kid now? It's like, and yeah, it's just like, you. I mean, you think you're going to get a comic book about, like, a real monster in this kid's closet. Right. <laughs> Which I don't, this comic book is not about, I don't think. I mean, not, it's the thing, is I, who fucking knows? I don't know. I don't even know if there is a monster or if it's just, like, the kid's, um rationalization of like how shitty his like father is because right. like basically the comic book is just like the kid has a shitty dad and and a shitty mom to be honest with yeah you. like so the dad ends up in this comic book the dad the dad figure that was the main character of the comic it's not actually the kid it's not actually the monster um has cheated on his wife and it's two years later and he's trying to erase the past by just moving to this new house. And they obviously have completely unresolved issues still because they fight constantly. <laughs> and he had hidden all these, like, the proof of his infidelity in his kid's closet. And then, so, I got the, the idea that maybe the kid's, like, just internalizing what's going on. And his dad's, like, constantly going in and out of the closet to get to hide this shit. So it just kind of seems like it's... Two years later, though, I mean... Well, the kid's four. <clears throat> so at that point, he's just rash. So I kind of I kind of felt, <clears throat> not exactly the same way, but I kind of felt like it, the monster wasn't real either yeah. once you started reading the, the book. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just left me completely like... Because I, I honestly didn't know. And I'm trying to figure out if that's what it is, if it's only going to be three-part, but I can't. Nothing says anything about anything that I can find, but like that, it just doesn't feel complete to me. Like it feels no, it definitely. It ends, feels way empty. Like it, I don't know. It, it ends very like nothing. Nothing is resolved. No, nothing. There's no, well, it, it kind of does resolve, but it's like it's not fulfilling. It doesn't really resolve. The last thing you see is the mo- the mo- like they get to the yeah. house and then the two parents fight. And then the kid is looking at the closet, and that's we'll really like is the resolution that like okay, this you gotta, is a like, new life. <laughs> I think you got to go to that old art house thing we were talking about. Like it's basically it's like the dad is just saying like we're gonna leave all of our issues behind, and when they show back up when he gets to the new house, all of the same issues are still there waiting for right. them. And I think that is the resolution of the comic book that like there is no like escaping your. Like the old man says in the second part, there's no fresh starts. There's no escaping your bullshit just because you moved across the country. Like the dad and the mom are still obviously hate each other or are still not really in love anymore. 
arguing about everything, which is, I think, the kid is that's what the kid's internalizing and projecting for as the monster in the closet. So the monster in the closet just follows them because they didn't actually resolve anything. Right. So I think that is the resolution of the comic book. Like whether that's fulfilling for you or not is like it's not. up to personal it is a, opinion. But it, it he he did say James Tynion did say that it's a it's an oversized three issue run. So it does end at the third issue. So I will say that like half of each comic book, there are like no words even. It's yeah, just like it's panels. Pictures, yeah. I mean, there is creepy imagery, like the kid like trying to yell for his dad with like the alien monster, like just choking the shit out of him in the next bed, like in yeah. the hotel. But like, again, we, I think all of that is just supposed to be like the four year old mind, like projecting this monster right over this shitty situation. So I, I'm a big fan of this kind of loose, and and this is not a knock um, at Fullerton. I think is his name. Um, I like the art. I like the. Yeah, it's it's not crisp and it's not like super hyper detailed. Like I think that lends itself pretty well to a horror book. Like the witches is the same way. To me, it's, this is actually I think the best. It's my opinion. I think this is the best kind of interior art for comics because I don't think it gets. It. This is the kind of art that I think doesn't get in the way of the story, and the story doesn't overcome the art. Right. And there's, like, clear progression of what's happening. I think the more details you get, you can have super sick-looking shit, but I think it starts to muddy what's going on sometimes. Um, You can do, like, super realistic shit if it's more, like, just panel to panel to where it's more like a would be like their own art pieces. But like, especially when you get like fighting comics and stuff like that, when they start getting like too crisp and too crazy, it's almost hard to follow like the action. Cause there's just so many background elements right. in, in my opinion, but, but it does work particularly well for horror comics. So on comic roundup, which I'm just found because there's not a real good way, a place to find ratings. Um, the critics gave on comic roundup, the critics gave this book an 8.6. Um, I assume out of 10 and the users, I assume are just readers gave it a 7.9. So I'm not, it seems right to me too. Yeah. I, I'm, I was going to say I was going to be in the high sixes, low sevens. I just, it feels, I, I, again, not knowing anything about the comic book, you just kind of said, let's just do this. And I was okay, cool. Well, it I just feels, picked it for like alien story right. kind of goes with nope which is fine i mean there's it's not a knock at the book or what your choice was it's just i i was like oh this is really cool and three three books in i felt like okay like this is just starting something that i find kind of interesting and then to know that it's just that's the end <laughs> i was just like ah oh, fuck that's yeah. kind of disappointing but i, I don't know i guess if you know and you and you knew that was kind of it. Maybe you go into this a little bit more prepared or think differently. But it it doesn't feel like a complete story to me. Even if I'm thinking of yeah. uh, uh, okay, an art house piece that just ends that way. Like it just it feels well, like yeah. we took. I just think the whole story was just like the mom and the dad are shitty. They're not resolved. They have they just have all these issues, and that the dad thinks that they're going to move them to a new place. And have a fresh start, and all his bullshit's still there because they didn't resolve anything. Right. I think that's the story. And then, like, the closet alien thing is just, like, a carrier for the story. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't... 
There's no like happy like resolution points or like. And I don't even need it to be happy. I feel like I just jumped. Well, I just mean by like of these people for like a week, and then that was it. Like there was no beginning or ending. I mean, I kind of, I kind of think that's the point. (laughs) Again, like whether that's like something you want it to be or not, that's just up to internal like. I feel like whoever. Point. I think you're right. But I think that's the point of the comic. But like, um, but yeah, I mean, those people both suck. That like wife and the mother and the wife or the mom and the dad both suck. Yeah, it's like the dad created the issue by, you know, um, what would you call it? Cheating on the wife. But I, I mean, I just feel like this book just made a point to be like, you should just get divorced. Like if if you can't actually forgive somebody and move on, you should just get divorced. <laughs> Like, I realized, like, if you get cheated on, it would take a while to, like, move past that. But, like, two years later, and you're still exploding about tape or, like, or any possible thing that the guy does, like, you're just in his throat. Like, it's just like, yeah, you probably should have just got divorced because you cl- clearly can't move past this issue <laughs> and you're traumatizing your four-year-old. Yeah, it's a it, – it feels incomplete to me. But, <clears throat> I, like you said, that's probably the point. Um, I'm looking up Zoo Orzo. Orzu? Orzu. Um, he's a... Oh, she. Yeah. She's a Singaporean artist. Um, she works for Boom, Jinx World, Image, Marvel, Sourcepoint, and Valiant. She's done work for all of them. Yeah, I actually picked up this comic from the people that I'm going to interview on Tuesday. Oh, nice. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, real quick? Oh, it's just, uh, I just thought it'd be interesting content. So it's like, especially since there's a lot of people who are in the comic book world that kind of would like to figure out a way to make, you know, be able to make some money back on their investments and then keep investing. Like the, the being a whatnot seller for comics is just like a different, you know, non-traditional route of running a comic book store, essentially. Um, Some of the people on there have actual stores, some don't. But um, also the two people that I'm interviewing are are a couple, and they're just super, they're just super nice people who like, who do put on a a fun show. Even if you're not buying stuff, you can kind of just sit there and like listen, like hang out. They're just bullshitting. It's weird. It like takes... um, what is basically a comic book buying experience, but it also it mixes it with a social media experience where like you can tell I don't have as much invested um, in it, but you can tell that a lot of people who buy from certain people, it's become almost their new like Facebook wall, like where it's like there's a community of people there who just all seem to be there every time those people right. host a show. Right. And they're all just like chatting and going back and forth and the hosts are chatting with them and then they're also just like randomly selling comic books. Are you are you only listening or are you watching? No, you watch too. You watch? Yeah. So it's like it's like what John does with like stream sales, but like that yes. obviously that's just hyper focused mostly on just selling comic books. There's not a lot of chatting. Yes. They, well yeah with John it's like one sided for the most part. He's like like they will interact a little bit. Uh, but it's mostly just John putting up books and right. selling them. And, you know, like, he's, like, it's, I wouldn't say John's way is, like, inefficient for any way that's John's fault, because it's not. But it's, like, the reason I kind of moved to what not more to start buying comic books is it's, like, it's legitimate more. Yeah, I mean, that's a weird way to say it. Like, 
John is completely legit. John's awesome. But on the Facebook stream sales, it's like if you – John will put up a book, it has a price. Like that is just his price that he's selling it for, which is completely fine. And if you want to buy the book, you go like, you know, I buy this book for this much money. But it's all based on just like Facebook's random who has better internet, who's not lagging. Sure. It's like on my screen, it can be like word for word. I'll type it. It'll even show that I'm the first one who put it in the comments and then someone who on my screen put their like thing in the comments like 10 like seconds later, but they're actually the one who did it first. And who knows why Facebook has this like weird hookup. That's not John's fault. Right. It's just like a failure of the platform. Whereas um, on whatnot, like you actually, there's going to be a little bit of, I'll try to turn it down. Um, then I'll obviously I click on someone who's like just giving away a random book, but, um, there's actually a bid button to where like a lot of people will just start out books uh, at a dollar or whatever. There are people who started them like closer to their real price and you can bid, uh, but like you see it like right there. Obviously, our people who are listening can't see it, but this guy's like showing off the book that he's putting up right now. Once that goes like live, there's a little button that just says like bid, and it'll bid in like one, two dollar increments, depending, I think, on how the person who's running the show set, set it, it up. up. There's a shipping cost and a tax cost associated with it, which you can see. Usually the first book is like pretty standard. It's like the first book's like a $5 shipping cost. And then each book you get will reduce after that. Sure. I've noticed a lot of people have it like 50 cents extra for each book or a dollar fifty extra for each book or whatever. <coughs> Which then I think actually does get adjusted later sometimes. Um, like there was one um, Silver Age auction that I dropped like 600 bucks in for like a lot of books. And I'm pretty sure my shipping got adjusted at the end of that because it charged like a dollar fifty for every book, but by the end I think it had readjusted everything because it's like it clearly doesn't cost that much to <laughs> ship all these books. Right, right, right. So it's just a better way of doing it, in my opinion. Like you can see it right now, like the bid is just like going up, and like at the end, below ten seconds, every time somebody bids on this style of bidding, it'll go up another ten. It'll restart at ten. There is sudden mm. death where it's like just whoever gets in the last bid. Right. So it's like there's nothing like shady happening right. or shady feeling happening. There's nothing shady happening on Facebook either. It's just it's shitty. It's designed shitty for that kind of uh, selling process. Right. And when John started doing it, what not like didn't even exist. So again, like none of this is John's fault, but. It just is like a better way to sell comic books, essentially. So I kind of wanted to interview these two people who run the show because I think they run one of the better shows. There are plenty of people who run good shows, too, but <laughs> they have really quick customer service. What are they, Max Max Comics? Uh, Max is the girl. Yeah, it's like Max Comics, and the guy's name is like escaping me at the moment. Um, but it's cool that there are a couple whenever – Max's show's going whenever she needs to take a break or walk off or do whatever. He will step in and run books from his um, platform or during her show. And she does the same thing on his. And they sell different kinds of books. Like she does a lot of variants like those. Mm -hmm. Like all her whole show pretty much is like variants of modern day comics. Um, that's like her whole thing. And then he does 
basically like a lot of like silver age, bronze age, some modern stuff too. But like he's kind of selling more, um, I would say like a traditional comic book collector's like stuff. And she's more selling like a variant hunter stuff. So Mm. together they're just like a good, you know, a good team. (laughs) And they're both funny and they're both like nice. So it's, and they ship out shit good and like, They ship out basically like it seems like the next day every time you buy stuff. So. Nice. All right. All right. Well, I mean, look out for that interview sometime in the future, probably in the next week or two. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, I don't. I, I think I said I would be like in the high sixes, low sevens for this. It just feels. And again, this is from somebody who knew nothing about the comic book before you suggested it. It feels very incomplete. I understand what they were going for, but I I did not prepare myself for that. And I think that's what's left me feeling. No, me too. And like, I, I like comics of any way, shape or forms like this kind of story. I'm not like opposed to it. (laughs) And I really do enjoy the story of it, but yeah, like you said, it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting when I went in to read. I was expecting some like monster horror yeah. closet alien book, and I did not get that. <laughs> not and at all. That's fine. It didn't. I didn't leave it going like, oh man, that's you know that shit. I just left it going like, eh, well, that was kind of. I didn't really feel like watching a kid get like fucked with for three right. issues. Like that's a little different. <laughs> so so I, yeah, I gave it around the same thing probably. It's not my favorite Tinian comic whatsoever. Something is killing the children, and like, you know, yeah, I think it's way better. Like, and well, not way better, but like, just more my style. Right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, go. I mean, I don't know what this book sells for. It's an oversized book, so I assume it's a little bit more expensive than normal. But I mean, it's three issues. What do you pick them up for? Like thirty, forty bucks for the for the set? Probably pretty close. Oh, I mean, like if you can. They are doing like well, like they're selling out. But like, the, you can get the comics for three ninety nine. Yeah, so there you go. So you get it for twenty bucks, the whole yeah. set. So I mean, go I mean, at least go read it. Like again, bucks. we don't. I don't think we ever we read or watch most of anything and say don't fucking at least in, yeah. take it in. Um, I think but, it's worth reading, and if you knew what you're getting into, it's like you know, yeah, maybe it's better. The lowest score I saw for it was in like the sixes, so it's it even beyond us. It seems like most people pretty much dig it. So uh, go check it out. <clears throat> uh, listen, you obviously you're listening here, but check everything else out. We're doing totob dot com. Um, and yeah, we got a couple interviews coming out. One more press conference, like I said, a couple things from the Orville still to yes. come. Um, check all that stuff out, uh, and we will catch you guys later. Indeed. Bye. Later. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a Baron Space production! Ah!